Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Jen Duplessis. Um, by the way, if you are new to this podcast, thank you so much. Welcome. I'm glad to have you here. And if you have been with us for a while, thank you so much for your support and continue to play it forward and or pay it forward. And please be sure to share it with all of your colleagues. Um, so, you know, we have sort of moved into personal and professional growth in your business and I'm so excited um, to have a guest with me here today who I think can help us um, in our businesses grow and move into new spaces, and that is uh, Regina Huber, or Huber. Gosh, I just asked you how to pronounce it, and I went and did it wrong. So that is Regina Huber. How are you, Regina? I am doing great today, Jen. How are you today? Thanks so much for having great. me on. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to. Well, let me tell you all about um, Regina before we get started, and then um, we'll ask her some questions quick questions to get to get us very familiar with her. Um, she is the founder and CEO of Transform Your Performance. Uh, she draws from her extensive corporate and entrepreneurial experiences in five continents. And um, she helps uh, people in the corporate environment and entrepreneurs and women and men both, right, or all, all of that, yes. um, to, who are aspiring leaders, um, or want to be leaders, you know, or, or need a transformation or trying to get to that different level um, in sales, through their networking, if they're, you know, learning how to um, speak in front of um, audiences to sell their products, etc. And um, so that's why I wanted her on the, on the um, show today. She also speaks five languages and has over 18 years of international experience in corporate business, in the corporate business world, management positions, etc. And so she's going to tell us a little bit about her story um, and why she is, you know, fit to be able to tell us how to transform our leadership skills. Um, and one of the things that we definitely want to do is we, um, Regina has three tips that she's going to share with us today. So we want to make sure that we get to that um, and how we, again, can, you know, increase our sales and take ourselves to the next level. So Regina, um, again, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm wondering if you would um, just start with your story and, you know, how you came to uh, be in this particular um, position and, and where you found that, you know, the world needed more help in this area that you began your own practice. Yeah, sure. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. So it started out in a small village in Germany. I'm going to make it short because my story is quite eclectic, but uh, I grew up on a farm and 
uh, I learned a lot by doing all my life. Uh, I ventured out into the world at 19, first to Munich, then I moved abroad for the first time at 26 to Spain. And from there, I've, I've uh, been moving like almost every like three and a half or seven years. It's weird how it always is a seven year cycle in my life. Um, so I, I lived, as you said before, on several different continents in Latin America, um, Europe and the US. I've worked, I've done some work in, in Africa and also in in the Middle East. And um, what uh, really brought me to this space is um, a, a quite a painful story, but also a, a combination of previous experiences, both in corporate and as an entrepreneur. I had my own businesses in Argentina and Brazil. I studied a lot of holistic healing on the side, which is a personal interest of mine. And that also brought me to neuroscience and to mindset and how it all works and how specifically also our subconscious mind works and how it plays into our success. And um, I also have a huge uh, passion for diversity, diverse leadership and, uh, and uh, just published a white paper. So it's all, all of this and my passion for dance, which also taught me about energy and about body consciousness and, and, and how to use our body and our energy in our business presence and in our speaking presence. So I think it's all of this that qualifies me specifically to speaking to my story and what brought me to this new phase in my life. It was actually quite a painful story <laughs> with a business partner in Brazil, but in hindsight, we always know that it's a lesson and it was probably the greatest lesson of awareness that I've ever had in my life. So what happened is I had built my own business for the second time in Brazil after I did that in Argentina very successfully in the past. And, and it took me um, about two years probably because it was a, a brick and mortar business. I was also moving from a different country and all of that. And when it finally was open and I had built out a huge house for it, I noticed that my, my partner in this business, in a smaller part of the business, but which depended greatly on his name, he um, was actually fraudulent. So what happened is um, without his business name and his brand name, this business all of a sudden didn't have, make much sense. So I tried to keep it open, but it was just really too, uh, it didn't make sense. After a while, I had to make the, the, the painful decision to close this business down in which I had invested all my savings and a lot of time, of course, and energy and effort. And at the time, this didn't only crush my business and my bank account, but also my confidence. And, and that's why when I came here to New York, you know, I, I, I thought about, okay, what's next? Uh, I want to do something completely different and something where I could really take all of my learnings and my previous experience in several different locations, countries, multicultural experience, and pull it all together into something that could serve the world. And, and I came up with this idea. I first started out working actually because of my passion for dance with, with performing artists, and, and that was really great. But I also noticed through networking that a lot of times, specifically women, came up to me and said, what you have to offer is what we really need. And, and that's how I, I, I gradually shifted uh, into the space of helping entrepreneurs, helping also um, particularly women, because uh, as we know, they typically have a harder time sometimes with, with confidence and gaining visibility in business. And, uh, um, and, and so this is how it all came about. Um, and of course, you know, I had just lost my confidence, so I wasn't in a great 
position, but I, I came here, I learned a lot, I moved to New York from Brazil, and I, I took some coaching myself, I participated in very substantial programs, learned a lot, and this is how it all came together. And I also came up with my own tools at the time, which I later put into a book, so I would be a little bit more, I would have it a little easier. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, and I think um, one of the things that, that um, you know, a lion's share of our listeners are going through right now is um, a very big shift in the market for um, the real estate and mortgage industry specifically. And, of course, we have lots of people that are listening in. But um, I want to talk about, uh, and I think this relates to everybody because at some point someone is going to have um, this lack of confidence or self-doubt that they have, you know, that they'll um, experience because of in extenuating circumstances, you know, something about their market um, that's going on. And so I'd like to talk um, specifically about mindset and how we can shift ourselves out of um, sort of a woe is me, um, the market's horrible, I don't know if I should be doing this, um, I'm an entrepreneur, should I, should I close my business, what should I do? Um, and there's a lot of work that's put into, you know, um, the visibility that we have out in the marketplace, et cetera, and we feel like we've really worked our, our little tushies off and everything, but now we're having some self-doubt. So let's, let's go right into one of the tips that you have about mindset, about how we can shift our mindset to be looking forward and not backward, um, you know, as we're aspiring to achieve, you know, higher sales or perhaps leader, a leadership position in a corporate um, environment. Yeah, first of all, so I want to start with a practical mindset shift, um, although, you know, we can certainly do a lot of subconscious work in this uh, Area, but the tricky part with uh, subconscious work is that we are not conscious of it. So we, we really, for that part, I suggest that uh, our audience really work with a with an expert because, as we know, 95% of our behavior is driven by our subconscious, and so we're not always in control of our behavior. But uh, to come back to the practical mindset shift that that I want to share here is really make it about your mission and your message and, and your audience. What, what are you here to share? Whether it's you know, in a speaking situation or whether it's in a sales situation, um, think about the unique value that you bring to the table. What do you want people to inspire to? And if you could just change one person's life, how would you want to change that life with your message, with your service, with your product, whatever you offer? Uh, or through your talk, you know, some people uh, uh, speak for a living, right? So the, the sharing itself isn't about you really. It's about what you have to offer, the, the inspiration, the product that can help others. So if you come from that serving perspective, it's oftentimes easier to, uh, to really, first of all, find out whether that customer uh, or, or client is a good fit, and, and then you're in a much stronger position to serve them, right? So it's really about your audience. It's about the lives you're touching and impacting. There are people who make a fortune in any economic situation, as we all know. <laughs> so if we use the economic situation, the economic downturn, whatever it is, as an excuse, that doesn't really help us. So we must focus away from what's not working towards 
what is working and what is our purpose and how can we make a bigger impact with it. Really look at that vision. Write down your vision. I, I know everybody says that, but it's just such an important step and many people don't do it. And I think another thing is, as you talk to your audience, and uh, whether it's on the phone or whether it's in front of a room from a stage, it's also about being authentic because you are uniquely talented to share this message or this service in your very own way. And no one can do this one thing in the exactly same way as you can. So it's also really about finding that unique brilliance, what I call distinctive uniqueness in you and in what you offer, and then finding the right audience for that. And, uh, and, and, and it's, 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 it's not about serving everybody, it's about serving that right audience. And everybody has heard that before, but sometimes you also forget that. So I, I think it's, it's about staying focused on what is your vision, what is your purpose, what do you want to achieve, and what makes you feel fulfilled. Right, right. So, so um, I have another way of saying this, so I'm going to say it just in case mm -hmm. someone was listening and said, you know, I didn't quite understand, um, because this is a very uh, deep discussion, right? It's not something that can be done, you know, really quickly. When you're thinking about your life's purpose and your passion and what, you know, you want to achieve, achieve and how you sell now and how you want to change the way you're selling, um, you know, it takes some time. This isn't something that happens overnight. And I want to talk. I want to ask you another question about that here in a, in a moment about how to actually get that started. But um, another way to look at this is, you know, and I, I've used this before. Is I I love peanut butter cookies. Absolutely love peanut butter cookies. And I like other cookies too. But I really really like peanut butter cookies. So my goal would be to um, attract other people that like peanut butter cookies. Right. I don't want to try to force my peanut butter cookie down the throat of someone who likes chocolate chip because it's not authentic. It's not, it's not comfortable for them. It's not comfortable for me. So rather than forcing um, what I like down everybody's throat and hoping that everybody will like it, I'd rather attract the people that like what I have to offer. Would you agree that that's what you're talking about? I absolutely do agree, and it's also about showing who you really are in that process because when you're your authentic self, then people know who they're talking to, mm -hmm. and then they can find out for themselves if it's a good fit, uh, especially also for people who work in, in coaching or any type of services, wealth management, you know, where it really has to be a good fit, where there has to be a certain level of trust. Mm -hmm. you, you have to build that personal relationship with that, with that other person because people do not connect with robots. People connect with people. And it, so it's not about being perfect, but it's about being vulnerable sometimes and sharing mm -hmm. about yourself and being your authentic self. And, and also saying sometimes, you know, I don't think it's a good fit. Can I right. refer you to somebody else? I know this other person who could possibly help you. Right, right, exactly. Okay, so, so if someone's listening in, they're saying, okay, you know, I've sold this way or I've presented myself this way or I've managed this way, you know, in the corporate world, they say, yeah, okay, I've always been a manager like this and I, I can't keep people on my team. 
sometimes that's a problem too, right? So we're talking we're talking here about you know all kinds of transformations. So we want to make sure it's not just the transformation of a sales situation or the transformation of a way that you speak to a group, but it could also be the way that you manage people. So if if you have and have identified your own management style, you know, am I am I um, robotic, for example? Um, am I robotic in my approach? Am I too worried about the numbers and not enough about the people? Am I too, uh, I want to be everybody's friend, but we're not hitting our numbers, right? And you recognize the way that you are uh, pushing yourself out there in whatever capacity we're talking about here. How do you take what you already know and transform it into something that's attractive to or that would, you know, that starts that vulnerability, openness, communication with the person who is your audience um, or your, your client or your uh, employees. How do, you, how do you twist that around so that the mindset provides a unique value that you're bringing to the, tape, the table that um, can change a person's life? Yes. So when we... When we work with our teams or a specific individual in our team, it's, again, super important to create the trust, to create a safe environment where it's okay to share ideas, where it's okay to make a mistake, where it's okay to speak up and where that team member or the entire team feels acknowledged, welcome, and um, encouraged to speak up right? Uh, it's, it's really about building that trust. You know, we can, we can focus a lot on the task at hand, but if we don't have the people to help us co-create the result, when they are not on board with us, we cannot create the best result. So it's really starting with the people, focusing back on the people so that then together you can focus back on the task and on co-creating these results. I'm a huge fan of co-creation. And that also brought me to another modality that I use in my work, which is called uh, conversational intelligence or CIQ. This is not my IP, so I have my own process, process, which I call the powerful leadership transformation or PLT, where we focus on a self-empowering mindset, your distinctive uniqueness, and a, a body-conscious, compelling business presence. But I also bring this other modality into play, which is a great complementary tool, which is called conversational intelligence. And it also serves the, 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 the purpose of co-creating better results by building trust within your team through specific verbal tools. Again, this is built on neuroscience, it's a scientific tool, and it has transformed entire cultures, which then again, of course, has, has, a, has a huge effect on the bottom line. What that means for a manager, for a leader of a team is they, they, they in their team meetings or in their meetings with their individuals, they create that trust first so that then their team members can bring their best selves to work, and they can feel fulfilled, they can feel like they are making a meaningful contribution. And that's when, again, the uniqueness comes in because once we recognize every person's distinctive uniqueness, unique brilliance, and we give them a chance to express it, to bring it to the table, 
that's when we can see it in other team members and that's when we can see how we can fit those complementary skills and talents together into a bigger co-creation. So I think it's really about, sorry, about trust uh, primarily as a first step and then encouraging everybody to share about their talents beyond the, the hard skills, beyond their technical skills, because oftentimes we have so much hidden talent in our teams, we don't even know about, about it. And when we don't know about it, we cannot use it. Right. Right. Um, I like that idea. And I think, you know, even in the sales environment, when you're talking to a client, you know, the co-creation is not um, just a dictatorship. And, and although we have to recognize the fact that they have come to us because we are the expert, right? So they can't um, necessarily um, say that their way is the right way, right, and doing something. So we have to definitely mm -hmm. express the fact that we are, are an expert and that we uh, demonstrate our expertise. But I like the idea of creating trust through that co-creation of what do we want to resolve in this sales process. It's not just what do you um, have concerns about, but rather what can we do together to move us to a decision point, right? And I think once yes. the, they feel that, is that correct? Am I, am I on spot with that? That's exactly correct, Janet. Uh, so what it's about is, is about moving from I to we, yes? yes? Mm -hmm. So it's really about that concept of, if you're in a team, you're not an individual contributor. Uh, you might be called that because you don't lead a team, but it's not really that. It's all about finding the balance of individuation and co-creation. Right, that's awesome. And okay, in that so work, that's, with that's our kind clients, of mine. it's the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of mindset. So, so what about the visualization? What can we do in visualization, you know, once we've uh, sort of adjusted or tweaked our mindset and said, okay, this is, you know, we know that sales is not, well, I always say sales is not sales, it's a service call, not a sales call. So we're serving people. Mm -hmm. um, so we've, we've made a, a sort of a checkup from the neck up on the mindset. So now how does visualization play into this process of transformation? Yeah, so visualization is a very powerful tool that has been used by anybody who has ever invented something, right? Just think of the Wright brothers who invented the airplane. They visualized people flying in the air, and at the time, people were laughing at them, and then it became a reality, and now it's our everyday reality. So visualization is really powerful, and it's, it's powerful for speaking. It's powerful for any type of practice, whether it's a sales call, whether it's speaking in front of an audience. So it's important in your visualization to see yourself successful. As you, you know, that, that there have been um, studies with Olympic athletes uh, who have used visualization for decades to win their gold medals. And the most successful athletes train mentally and physically, both through visualization and actual physical training. And there has been this study with basketball players at the University of Chicago where Dr. Biasiotto divided the players into three groups and he pre-tested them on a specific basketball skill. And then he had one group practice an hour per day uh, and uh, they practiced physically, okay? So they trained physically. Then he instructed a second group to visualize executing the moves without doing the physical practice. And the third group did nothing at all. 
when he retested the three groups after 30 days, the first and second groups, the ones that had practiced physically and the, and the ones that had practiced only mentally, had about the same result in terms of increasing their skills. I think that's really amazing. And the third group, of course, didn't change much because they didn't really do much. So what's really interesting about this is that the physical training and the mental training had about the same outcome. This is how powerful visualization is. And that's why the most successful people use visualization as a daily practice and ideally as, as a morning routine practice because it creates, uh, it, 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 it bridges, I should say, it bridges that gap between where we are and where we want to be. And it changes the physics of our subconscious mind and our subconscious programming. And therefore, we now can see opportunities that we might not have seen previously. And we also are inspired in our conscious behavior now to take action. Yeah, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. And, you know, and I'm a big visualizer. There's a, there's a book called The Miracle Morning. And um, part of the Miracle Morning, it's called SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S, and each one of them, the ac- it's an acronym. But the V is visualization. And, um, you know, I hear a lot of people uh, that I coach, and I'm trying to get them away from that, but I do hear a lot of people just in my, you know, gallivanting out, out and around that, you know, they say, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to wing it. I don't know. I'm just going to wing it. And, and I hear winging it in sporting things, winging it in speaking, winging it in a sales, pre- uh, sales presentation or a sales meeting with someone or an interview, right? And that's the problem with winging it is that you haven't sat down and actually visualized how it's going to go. How are you going to sit? How are you going to greet them? Um, you know, what are you going to say at the end? What's your content going to be like in your, in your interview, in your sales process, et cetera? If you don't do that, then you're setting yourself up for failure, I, I think. That's just my opinion because I'm, I'm a big visualizer. I visualize how it's going to go. Absolutely, Jen, because, you know, if you're, unless somebody is unlike most people, winging just doesn't work as well. And uh, you, you just talked about job interviews, right? So I, I had a client this year who, who hadn't been successful with his job interviews. Uh, this was a young man. And he desperately wanted to change jobs. He hadn't been successful. We worked on the preparation of, that you just mentioned, the preparation of the job interview, the visualization, plus a few other tools that I gave him. And he got that job that he wanted. And he's just so much happier. He's also making more money now, so I'm very happy for him. But it's just sometimes changing a few little things and then visualizing that outcome because it makes us also feel more confident as we move into this situation. And a friend of mine used it too several years ago. Even when I started out my business, I gave her this tip and she used it in a job interview. She's a marketing person. She'd been on TV and everything, but she just couldn't get the job she wanted. And she did this visualization exercise and she said to me afterwards, Regina, when I went into this room, I knew I was going to have this job and she still has it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And, I, you know, I think that's really what it is. And, I mean, it's sort of that, you know, fake it till you make it sort of thing, you know, and part of the faking is the visualizing, you know, because you haven't a- achieved it yet, but that's, that's part of what that is. Um, okay, no, that sounds really good. So 
listen in, start visualizing, you know, each one of your appointments or things that are, are happening, um, you know, the, in your daily routine and, you know, you'll see where um, you could go wrong. And so maybe you can make that little tweak right before you go in that makes all the difference in the world. All right. So let's talk about the inner energy and power, the last um, of the three tips that you want to give people for transformation. Tell us a little bit about that. This is going to be an area, I have to be honest, that I, it gets me a little squeamy. So we're going to have mm -hmm. to talk about <laughs> talk about this yeah. and help me understand it from a practical standpoint. Okay, sure. So I learned how to uh, tap into my energy through two things. I mentioned in the beginning that I studied holistic healing that works a lot with energy. Holistic healing also works a lot with mindset. It's holistic, so it, it comprises everything, right? But it also works with energy. And nowadays we know that everything is energy. Science has, has caught up, right? <laughs> so... But so why don't we really focus on our energy if we know that we are energy? So that's something that we need to internalize at first as, as a thought process. And then also I learned it through dancing because uh, when you don't, I didn't grow up with dance, but I love dance. It's a big passion of mine. And we don't really manage your energy in dance. And when you, you don't use it, dance doesn't work really. So, um, you know, we can, we can, manage our energy through uh, things like power posing. A lot of people have probably heard about power posing as Amy Cuddy suggests in her TED talk. Amy Cuddy is a Harvard associate professor. So she is somebody, she's an authority, right? So people look up to her. Um, and I have come up with my own version of power posing, which is power dancing, just because I love dance. And there was actually an article in Forbes about my power dancing last year. And you can read it. Uh, it's on my, on the bio page of my there's a link on, on the bio page of my website, transformyourperformance.com. <coughs> Sorry. And one thing that, though, that I do every single time before going into a speaking situation, uh, you know, sometimes I do the power dancing, of course, but one thing that I can do anywhere, even on the subway train, is to connect with my inner power. So that's energy, right? Your inner power is a combination of everything again, right? It's, it's mindset, it's, it's everything, but it also is a big part of it is your energy. And that's something you can connect to within a matter of a few seconds once you've done it a few times. And it's also one of the tools that I share in my book. And um, if it's okay, I'd be happy to give your audience a short version of it today. And, you know, even if you find like it's a little woo-woo, uh, there is no such thing as woo-woo because everything is energy so you know if you ignore it you really miss out on an important on an important presence enhancer because this doesn't only upgrade or raise your confidence it also enhances how other people perceive you yes so because okay. you know you might have heard about you know even studies also that say that 55% of how other people perceive you is through your body language but it's really not only about your gestures, your, your, your moves, your, your, your posture. It's also about the energy you're carrying. And it's about whether you're fully present in your body. And that's what I call body conscious presence. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if it's okay, yeah, I share I this have... uh, quick exercise. Yeah. And I've had, um, you know, to give another example of that, I mean, it's certainly we've all had situations where, um, you know, and yes, it is body language, but it's also connected to, uh, you know, someone said to you, uh, you said, how are you doing today? And they smile, and they go, great, <laughs> right? And they're not, it's just in the voice. I mean, you can tell that something's yeah. not right. Or if you just got some bad news about, 
you know, something in your sales process and you're about ready to meet a client, they can tell that you've got something on your mind and you're not there and, you know, in present, right? You're not present there, physical, everything, and mind, body, and right. soul. And, um, you know, you're less likely to win that sale. The same thing goes with sales calls. You know, if you're making sales calls on a daily basis and you're not in the in the right mindset or frame, you know, framework and so it's not it's not even that they can physically see you, but they can sense your energy just the way that you're making phone calls. So, you know, if you um, got bad news about something or you're not, you know, uh, the kids were a mess this morning, don't make phone calls unless you have yeah. done what you're about ready to tell us to do, a quick little shift that we're going to do to... Um, to help our energy level be increased before we take on those projects. So, yeah, so give us yeah. something that we could do um, without yeah. seeing you so we don't even know how this yeah. is going to turn out. Okay, cool. Yes, and it, it's not hard to do. Uh, I just wanted to add a quick fact. So it takes 0 0.07 seconds for people to figure out whether it's safe to trust somebody. Okay? Crazy. So that is nothing, and it's all about your energy. And it's all about, uh, you know, when people see you, uh, it sort of makes more sense uh, to, to believe that. But it's actually also true over the phone. Maybe, you know, the 0 0.07 seconds, I can't 100% confirm that for the phone. But it, it, it's really quick. And, and people do feel your energy over the phone because we are all connected through energy somehow, right? So that's what always speaks. And it speaks louder than your words, as you just said, uh, Jen. So absolutely. Um, okay, so let's do this. I, in order to do this, I, I would like you all to sit comfortably in an upright position or stand, if that's better, and relax your shoulders. If you're standing, keep your feet about hip-width apart so you stand comfortably. And then close your eyes and take a few deep breaths just to center and ground yourself. Inhale and exhale. And again, inhale. And exhale, and even that usually also already calms us down a little bit if we just went through a situation that was a little unpleasant, as you just mentioned, Jen. Right. So take a moment to feel your body from the inside out. It's a good idea to close your eyes for that and become really fully present in your body. Feel your body. Maybe make a fist for a moment and re release that fist and just relax your muscles. And now feel your feet grounded on the floor and really deeply rooted into the earth. The earth has energy by itself or herself or himself, whatever you want to call it. And now feel that energy of the earth flowing into the, in through the soles of your feet. It's nurturing energy and it's coming in through the soles of your feet, up through your legs, into your torso, all the way up into your stomach area. That's your solar plexus area and that is where your personal power lives. It's your personal power center. Now maybe place a hand on your solar plexus area and breathe into that area. Take your focus there with your breath. This is the area where you can most easily access confidence in your body. So take a moment to feel and focus on your very own personal power. As you know, what you focus on expands. And where your focus goes, your energy flows. So allow your mind to focus on your inner power and allow it to spread out from your solar plexus and into your entire body, all the way up and down into your arms and beyond your body. 
Now imagine this power energy surrounding your body and growing into the shape of a huge, big bubble as far as your arms can reach and all the way to where your feet touch the floor. Just take a moment to observe what that feels like. Do you feel more expansive, less contracted, taller, more powerful? If you'd like, now you could combine this with a power pose. Stand up and do your power pose. And while you're doing that, now focus back on your solar plexus area for a moment and feel that personal power once again. Expand out into your energy bubble. And take another deep breath and open your eyes. Did you feel anything, Jen? What did you feel? Yes. Oh, no, I totally did. So, you know, I think that took us all of three and a half minutes you know, imagine mm-hmm. yourself sitting in your car or, you know, about ready to walk into a presentation or into a job interview and how you can take just three and a half, four minutes just to get yourself grounded, get yourself centered, breathe. You know, a lot of times we don't think about breathing because it's so natural, right? But none mm-hmm. of us, um, a lot of us don't take a breath, you know, just a yeah let's just breathe for a second, right? So I love that quick exercise. It's um, very easy to do and, um, you know, just create some clarity in whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. Yes. Right. And and, and what what most people notice is that their posture automatically changes a little bit. It becomes a little bit more open, right? And that also has an impact on our posture. And also, you know, once you do this a few times, you can actually do it in a, in a matter of a few seconds because then you just focus in, you have that practice already, right? You focus in on your personal power center. You just right. feel that grow once, you know, sometimes you don't have even three minutes, right? Right. And, and, and yes, so, so, and the breathing you mentioned, it's really important. Yes, we breathe all the time. We do it automatically, but we breathe in a shallow way. And that's what make, makes us more nervous oftentimes. So we need to de- do deep breathing, breathe into our belly, which is the real deep breathing, which we hardly ever do. Right, right, right. And I think that's, you know, that's what, that was the one thing that I got from, from this was just um, taking those deeper breaths to, so that I could take a breath myself, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. You know, so no, I think that's I think that's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So, so we've talked about you know the mindset of, about shifting um, the attention, you know, for your ye- unique value um, and how you can change a person's life through your messaging, so that the messaging isn't about you; it's about them. Um, that, along with some of the co the co creation or the conversational intelligence, so that you can get better results when you work together in collaboration and and that Mm -hmm. co-creation. Then we Mm -hmm. talked about visualization, about us to be able to, you know, visualize um, our success, visualize our um, activities, our actions that we're going to be doing, no matter what circumstances we're in. Gosh, it might even be dealing with a two-year-old, which I may use this weekend um, when my kids and my grandkids come and visit. (laughs) Um, I don't know if my visualization is going to change her, but we'll see. Um, and then we talked about that inner, inner energy and power and how um, the shift that we can make in getting clarity and grounding ourselves can um, enhance our ability to transform uh, the way that we're perceived 
through the energy that we're giving off, um, whether it's physical or not, but most importantly, being present. It, it excludes all the noise around us and allows us to be present in whatever it is we're trying to um, enjoy or sell um, or achieve. So I, I love all three of those. I think they're absolutely wonderful, Regina, and I thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, so as we as we finish up today, is there anything that you'd like to share with everyone um, um, on um, how to take the next steps if they want to learn more about this? Of course, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, I mentioned my book earlier. It's available on Amazon. So it's called Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine. And it has a lot of those tools that are tools how to prepare mentally, physically, and energetically. So you can pick your favorite. Not everybody likes everything. And I, I, I just I put a whole selection in there. Um, they have certainly helped me. They have helped my clients to, to show up more powerfully and uh, more authentically in whatever uh, challenging business situation they, they face. So that's one, one way. Then uh, on my website, I also share a free compl a complimentary video series. Uh, my website is transformyourperformance.com. Mm -hmm. Feel free to also get in contact with me. There's a contact page. So you don't have to remember everything. Uh, transformyourperformance.com is my website. There's a book page. There's a contact page. I'd be happy if somebody is really committed to finding out more about their own next about how to get there and about um, uh, what the best strategy for them could be, then I'd be happy to, uh, to give them 30 minutes of my time. And uh, the easiest way to sign up for that is really going through the contact page and we'll get these uh, lovely people scheduled. That's awesome. Yeah, so if you want to explore this more and want to spend some time with Regina, you know, this is a great opportunity for you, and we will have the um, all of the uh, links that you just mentioned in the show notes. So we won't have to you won't have to worry about writing everything down. Um, and we just thank you so much for spending time with us today, Regina, and sharing your wisdom with us. Um, Want to leave with one question, and that is, um, what book are you reading right now? What would you like to share with us that you're reading right now? Oh, I'm always reading multiple books, actually. <laughs> so, Me too. Uh, one okay. book I'm reading right now still is called Inclusion. I think I mentioned that I just uh, published a white paper on diversity and inclusion, and the book I'm reading is... Uh, is by Jennifer Brown and it's inclusion. It's just called inclusion. It, um, you know, one of my big uh, passions is diverse leadership and mm -hmm. inclusive workplaces. Um, and uh, it's always been a great, you know, a big interest of mine because I, uh, I've traveled a lot. I've, I've learned a lot myself about other cultures, about how other people think, and it's just something that intrigues me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we'll have um, we have another podcast that we had a couple of weeks ago about diversity in the workspace. So this will be a great um, uh, piggyback to that, you know, and what you're talking mm -hmm. about, um, as well as the you know the book if someone wants to pick that up. So again, Regina, I want to say thank you so much for taking time from your day and, and sharing your wisdom with us. Um, I'm sure that someone got, um, at everybody, not someone, just someone, I'm sure everyone got a little nugget from what you talked about and can make a change in their lives as well. So thank you. Thank you so much, Jen, Jen for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And I hope this was helpful for everybody oh, who has been listening. Is. Absolutely it is. So again, everyone... 
Thank you so much for listening in and uh, go out and make it a great day. And, you know, I'm always talking about uh, stop talking, take action. It's not enough just to listen to what you heard, but it's, it's uh, important to take action. So think about one thing that you could take action in today that can make a difference in your um, personal or professional growth. And we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.